Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Last week, I attended a small private presentation hosted by my good friend Tom Wilson at Baycom. This is a meeting held monthly in Silicon Valley. The guest speaker was Dr. Doug Duncan, chief economist for Fannie Mae. Doug's been a guest on the show before, and he leads a large team of 200 economic analysts who have consistently won awards for having the most accurate economic predictions anywhere in the country. When I speak with Doug, he's not just reciting data, he's got layers and layers of evidence to support the conclusions he draws. This one-hour talk was packed with market insights I've not seen anywhere else, and I want to share them with you. If Dr. Duncan's observations are correct, they'll serve as a guide for what's to come in 2021 and beyond. We covered part one of Doug's predictions on Friday's show, and on today's show, I'm going to share a few more insights from his presentation that I think are relevant for real estate investors. This year, the Federal Reserve changed their stance on inflation. The Fed doesn't see moving the overnight funds rate above a quarter point until the end of 2022. Now, here's the part that's significant. They've also changed their stance on inflation. Rather than setting a 2% ceiling on the rate of inflation, the Fed is now saying they're going to be fine with an average 2% rate of inflation. That's a very different stance. That means the Fed might not raise interest rates when the core CPI creeps above 2%. They'll wait until the average is above 2%. And for 2020, they're estimating inflation below 1.8%. That means the rate of inflation, if they're averaging over two years, would need to exceed 2.2% next year before they take action to cool inflationary pressures. So as real estate investors, we can count on low interest rate policy for some time to come. Of course, we've reported the Fed's interest rate policy on this show immediately after the committee meeting after they meet every six weeks. Now, Fannie Mae expects a little bit of upward pressure on the 10-year Treasury yield. They're predicting a rate of 1% in 2021 and 1.1% in 2022. That's an increase from the current rate of 0.9. And this compares with the long-term average for the 10-year Treasury yield at 4.4%. These are unprecedented low rates. Dr. Duncan shared data on the office market for a number of cities across the U.S., He noted that many of the office markets can expect for it to take more than six years for local vacancies to return to pre-COVID levels. Part of the reason has to do with the amount of new office construction in the pipeline. Most cities were experiencing growth in supply that's far in excess of demand over the next three years, and that new supply was already committed prior to the pandemic. For example, in Austin, Texas, the office supply is expected to grow by 15% over the next three years, compared with a 5% growth in demand. Perhaps the demand growth number doesn't fully take the California effect into account. Now, San Francisco is expecting a 7% growth in office supply over the next three years, and they're experiencing a 0% increase in demand. Many of the major office markets are experiencing flat demand over the next several years and increasing supply. Doug believes that many businesses will want to return to the higher productivity environment of an office. Nevertheless, office is going to be one of those areas under extreme pressure over the next five to seven years. The only city that's expected to show a fast rebound in office is Washington, D.C., and that's largely driven by government. When it comes to multifamily investing, cap rates don't appear to have changed at all during 2020. Fannie Mae is looking hard at migration. They're looking where applications for new loans are being made from and the location of the loans for the subject properties. From this, they can clearly see that migration's underway, from more dense zip codes to less dense zip codes. They have the actual data from real transactions. This isn't a survey or a statistical poll. It's based on boots-on-the-ground activity. 
Whether that's sustainable remains to be seen. Now, job prospects from millennials over the past five years have been in the urban core. Not surprisingly, they moved to be close to their jobs. Now, do they want single-family homes? Yes, they do, but those types of accommodations don't exist in the downtown core. And now that they aren't being tied to being in the office, millennials are migrating to the suburbs. When it comes to rental properties, Fannie Mae is seeing much more tenant rotation in the A-class properties than in B and C-class. Those who are upwardly mobile and can afford a house are buying a house, moving out of a high-density property to low-density. The drop in occupancy in A-class properties is causing property managers to offer leasing incentives, and those leasing incentives are causing some tenants to move in order to take advantage of the lower rates, which in turn perpetuates the churn in the market. The sudden drop in occupancy in A-class is precipitating a musical chairs of sorts in that property class. That migration is creating a large amount of price appreciation across the nation for single-family homes. People who are currently homeowners are more fearful of the coronavirus and are not listing their homes for sale. On the other hand, those who are tenants and multifamily are more fearful of the virus in the high-density environment than they are of moving. They're taking advantage of the low-interest rate environment as an opportunity to buy and lock in a low-interest rate for a long time. This surge in demand with the drop in supplies putting a lot of upward pressure on prices. Both Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are reporting record years for loan originations. Across the nation, there are 2.7 months of inventory in the market, and that's the lowest level since they started collecting data 30 years ago. We can anticipate once the pandemic's under control, whether that's through an effective therapeutic or widespread adoption of a vaccine, supply of houses on the market will increase. We could start to see a softening in prices. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.